Hello and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon here with my friend and Chavruta Yardena Osband, our daf of the day, Masachet Bavakama, daf Hey Aleph, page 81. I've got a one line on the previous daf, Tana Rabbanan, Asarat Tanayin, Hitana Yoshua. Shiyu Marin Bukhorashin. Now I'm already on the top of, of our daf. Right there, the sages have a bright where it talks about how Yoshua had 10 conditions when he divided the land of Israel amongst the 10 tribes, amongst the 12 tribes, excuse me, 10 conditions, 12 tribes. And what were they? The beginning with the fact that the people will have the right to graze their animals in the forests. And they can gather the wood from each other's fields. And they can gather wild, I guess, grasses to be food for the animals in any place except for in a place of tiltan, which is however you're going to translate it, right? Meaning it's, it's, there's one herb or whatever that it, it's not allowed. And that they can pick any, uh, like, um, like a shoot, a small plant, right? That you want to then take elsewhere for propagation or to plant. You can't do that with olive uh, shoots, but you can do it with anything else. So what happens? The people of the city can take supplies, whatever, from the water of a spring, even if it's on private property. All of this, is the whole point of it is even if it's on private property. Um, they can take it from a spring. Um, they can take it, they can fish in in the Sea of Tiberia, which we today would call the Canaret, right? And as long as the the fisherman doesn't build an underwater fence, I mean, he can't trap the fish um, that might in, in such a way that it might be a problem for the boats. But other than that, like, the condition is, I'm dividing this land amongst you, but you have to play nice and you have to share, which is such, like, a, a very good, you know, rule that we learned in kindergarten type of thing. But it, it's a very serious thing that the land is very, you know, we know as compared to other lands, right? It's a small space, and everybody needs to be kind of flexible on these kinds of things for the for the resources of the country. And then the brighter continues. So then the, also the people can, excuse me, use relieve themselves right behind a fence outdoors, even if the field has karkum, which is saffron, right? We know saffron to be a very, very expensive spice. And then they can go, they can walk on paths, right? Like if there's a path that goes through a private field, they can go there even until the second rainfall in the rainfall in the summer, which is when the crops begin to sprout, meaning you can't trample on somebody else's growing crops. But when it's just a field like a you know, fallow, then you can. And likewise, they could veer off to the side roads, even though it's going to be private property, because of, depending on how the road is, if the road itself is hard going, then they could, you know, step aside. So then, likewise, somebody who gets lost in the vineyards, you could cut down branches to get into a different area of the vineyard or, or to exit the vineyard to make sure that you can find your way back, you know, to get to the road. And then lastly here, it says, you know, 
when there, if there's a corpse, that there's no one to to bury it, meaning specifically a mate mitzvah, as it says, right? Then you that the the very placement of the mate mitzvah um, acquires the land that is there for that body for that mitzvah, and the people would dig right there and bury it right away. Um, okay, that's those are the ten conditions of Yoshua of how the people have to function when they come into the land. So, you know, I think these things are all interesting. And then obviously the Gemara from here is going to go and, you know, analyze all of these in a little bit more detail. I want to focus on the sixth one, um, which says the following, right, that all Jews can fish with a hook and a line in the Sea of Tiberia. Um, And the point is that we're going to get to is, is that the issue is, is that the whole, all of Tiberia, all that sea, all the, uh, all the Kinneret basically is in Naphtali. Right, as long as someone doesn't spread out an enclosure and detain the boat. But somebody can ensnare the fish with all different types of nets. So the Gemara then says that this actually was an agreement that was made. There was an agreement made actually before Yehoshua said this. So in the beginning, the tribes of Israel stipulated amongst themselves, that no one, not even Naphtali, right, who own sort of like the Kinnerids in their portion, uh, shall spread out an enclosure in the Sea of Tiberia and detain the boats. But it couldn't snare the fish with various types of nets. So then what the decree that Yoshua made is that all the tribes could fish with a hook and a line in the Kinneret itself. And so from here, they're going to bring a brisa, which actually brings up a great question, which is we know that when we divided the land up, when the land gets divided up amongst the Shvatim, one of the things that to me, I don't know if you feel the same way, Anne, is for such a small country, it's amazing. Like you can drive, or I guess in those days, you went by camel, you know, just to a not so far away and it's a totally different topography right it's yes i'm always struck by this always as opposed to like america where you like drive through texas and it kind of all looks the same you know what i mean it's just large and bad but it basically looks the same and here it changes like every couple of miles or i should say kilometers is what it looks like so this price that gets into the issue essentially about what do you do with uh you know some of the so we're going to get to a price that's going to discuss what do you, what, you know, what happens with the different assets uh, that are sort of in Eretz Yisrael, but may not be, but ha- are they shared or not shared with the Shvatim? So I'm skipping a little bit here. There's another Brisa here uh, that, again, talks about that. Well, I guess I'll read this part too. Tana Rabbanan, Yamashel Tiberi Bechal right, Kiner was in Naftali, Beloed Elishanatal Melo Chabel Cherem Bidrom. And not only that, but the tribe took its inheritance of fishing net ropes length of land, basically on the shore of the south side, so it could pull the nets in as well. So that they could fill what was said. And this is what Moshe uh, basically says to Naphtali at the end of Devarim, chapter 33, verse, uh, verse 23, where he says, Go possess the sea and its south shore. And so now they talk about the actual division of Eretz Israel. Tanya was taught in Abraisa. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, our mayor. So Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, Slushin Shabaharim, all the trees that are detached from soil that are in the mountains of Eretz Yisrael, 
They're actually in possession of all of the Shvatim. So in other words, anybody could come and take them. However, if the tree is still attached, it's in the possession of the tribe where you find the tree. And you do not have a single tribe from Israel that does not have a portion in the mountains, lowlands, open country, and valley. So the point is to basically say is, is that everybody has everybody has a little bit of something. And so here they quote a pasuk to explain this, right, where it says, uh, So this pasuk is from uh, Devarim in the first parak, chapter 1, verse 7, where basically Hashem tells B'nai Israel that they're going to start going into Eretz Yisrael after they've been at Har Sinai. And, um, and, it, and this Pasuk basically says, turn yourselves around and journey and come to the mountain of the Amorite and to all of its neighbors. And in the plain, on the mountain, in the lowland, and in the open country and in the seacoast. And so that's what the whole Pasuk, uh, that's what the Pasuk says there. And then it goes on to say, now, the Pasuk, the Torah could have just said, right, that the land of the, um, you know, Amori had all of these, all of these things. And you would also find that with the Knanim and the Prizim, right, and the Amorites before them, Shanamar, the, the El Kol Shchenav. And it also says that Pasuk to all of its neighbors. Ama Shchenav. So by equating the neighboring nations of Canaan with the Amorite nation, we see its neighbors were also had all the same thing. So in other words, even though it only said Amori specifically, but because it says Shechinav, what we learn is, is that all of the land was like this. And so therefore, what it comes to teach us is, is that ultimately what each part of the land has some type of the topography in it. And so I think what this does is, in a way, is it sort of tries to say that, um, you know, that that I, I interpret this as, is like everybody got a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of, of, of something and that everybody sort of in, inherited some of the variety of Eretz out. Now, I'd love to know if that's actually true. Is this just sort of an ideal that some team get three out of four? But I think the Brisa sort of recognizes that one of the challenges with the division of the Nachala, right, with the inheritances is that everybody's sort of getting something else, right? And again, like, you know, take any country, like there's one area that has mountains, there's one area that's pasture land, and there's one area that's by the sea. And here this is saying like every part of the Nachala, every Shevet got a little bit of something. And I think that's exactly the point, right? We divide the land up amongst the people. We share and share alike. Not quite share and share alike, but, you know, yes, everybody's got their strengths and their weaknesses. And also, we know that the Shvatim had different um, propensities, right? Who's a merchant? Who's a sailor? Who's a who's an agriculturist, et cetera, farmer? So, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like, I feel like it's it's exactly what was supposed to happen in an ideal world. And then... I know that whatever happened as we divided the Nakhla, I know that not everybody was perfect in their behavior all the way through Navi, 
but the but the point is there. Right. And I also think that, you know, this is I think it's almost like this Brisa has to come after what we said is open. Now Tully has the Kinaret to sort of be like, okay, yeah, maybe Naftali got something a little different, but really it's basically equal. That's our DAF discussion for the day. Thank you for joining us. Rank us, review us where you get your podcast. Come talk to us on our Facebook page and tell us what you think of this stuff. Thank you to Rabbi Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. And until tomorrow, go and learn. Thank you.